You're listening to Show Me Your Mic, a show that interviews other podcasters about their workflows, gear, and thoughts on podcasting. Your host is Chris Enns, and for episode six, he's joined by Sean Blanc of SeanBlanc.net. All right, thanks for listening to Show Me Your Mic. I'm Chris, and as you heard in the intro, my guest this week is Sean Blanc. Hello, Sean. Hello, Chris. How are you? Good. It's uh, good to talk with you again. I I had uh, I forgot to check the date, but I think it was it was actually right before. This is an interesting coincidence, or whatever. Right before the birth of your first child, and then now you just announced. Well, a little while ago now, you announced you're having another child. So, I guess this is the thing I do. I, I call you up when you're about to have a kid. Yeah, apparent, apparently. <laughs> <I> talk so. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, hopefully we don't do another show for a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you get an email from me, just say no and. Uh, Nothing yeah. personal. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're we're up to three kids now. Actually, I think when I when we talked, I was at two. So that's all. Yeah, I don't want you to. Have, <laughs> let's just both stop. We'll we'll pause the kids thing. Three is enough for us, anyways. It's anyways. This isn't a parenting podcast. Uh, this is a podcast about podcasting, but kids can factor in because, for all I know, my kid may come running into the room at some point here. But uh, that's just the fun of what we try and do. So. Um, we just put we just put our little guy down for a nap a minute ago, so hopefully he's uh, hopefully he'll be quiet. Yeah, <laughs> are you on daddy duty today? Uh, I was until about uh, forty five minutes ago. Gotcha. And then my wife got home. She does on on Thursdays. She's out uh, for most of the morning, so I have Noah from when he first gets up until through a little bit after lunch. So, uh, yes. So he's now down for his nap, but he's his room's right above mine. So if he wakes up. <laughs> That's all good. It's all good. It's all part of the fun of podcasting, especially when you're at home. Um, for folks who don't know, maybe aren't familiar with who you are, what you do, your website is seanblanc.net. Obviously, links will be in the show notes for anybody who's listening, ssktn.com. Look for Show Me Your Mic logo. This will be episode six, um, seanblanc.net. And uh, as part of your website, you have a personal show. I'm sort of vamping on the bio here, but the a personal show that you do for members as part of your membership uh, um, benefits, I guess, perks, and we'll talk about that in a bit. You used to have a podcast that you did with um, Mr. Benjamin Brooks called the B&B Podcast that uh, was over on the 5 by 5 Entertainment Complex Megaplex, and uh, which just recently ended. We'll talk about that. Um, but maybe just for folks who aren't familiar with your work as far as the blogging that you do, Talk a bit about your blog and what's what it's for, what it's what it, why you do it. Yeah, it's uh, it's my full time job. I, I started writing full time about two years ago. Uh, so the the website, like you mentioned, SeanBlanc.net, it's uh, it's mostly like tech and kind of design stuff. I write a lot about um, Apple and iOS and you know iPhone and iPad software, stuff like that, Mac software, things like that. Um, so it's a lot of fun. It was a hobby that I did for a few years, and then I, I turned it into a full time job. Back in 2011, uh, like you mentioned, I started doing a membership. And so uh, I asked up, you know, everyone that was reading the site, I said, hey, if you sign up for $3 a month, if enough people sign up, I could do this as a full-time job. And then one of the perks for the membership is this uh, podcast that I do every day. It's called Sean Today. Uh, it's, it's usually five to seven minutes long or so sometimes. Um, well, lately I've been, I've been talking a lot about photography because I, I bought an Olympus uh, mirrorless camera a few months ago. 
and kind of it's like my first toe into the water. Um, you know, of course, it's a micro four thirds camera, so it's not like a professional rig, but it's leaps and bounds better than my iPhone is. And so I've just that's kind of my first toe in the water in terms of of really doing taking photography seriously uh, as a hobby. So I got Lightroom four, and I've been just you know really like diving in there, and it's been a lot of fun. And so the Shauna Day show is kind of I talk a lot about the behind the scenes stuff of kind of what's going on before I'll have one of uh, like a review or something like that before that gets published. I usually talk a lot about what I'm working on and discovering as it goes. So some of the the time limits, you know, I try to keep my shows five to seven minutes, but some of the photography ones ended up being, you know, 15 or 20 minutes just because, Chris, I don't know if you do anything with photography, but it's like, I, it's, it's just a black hole. Once you start, yeah. you know, once you, you know, gear, workflows, style, mindset, you, you know, you can just talk about that stuff forever. I, I've yeah. just been... Uh, really fascinating, really enjoying it. So it's, yeah, it's proven itself that even when I'm doing my own show with a couple of talking points, it's still, yeah, I can ramble on about photography and I'm not even a photographer really. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I don't. Th- and I, I, uh, if I remember correctly, it's sort of like the, the kid thing brings on, that was what it was for me anyways, brings on some of those kind of quote unquote toys of, of cameras and you start taking a lot more pictures because Abs- yeah. Well, what's, what's interesting is going back to your B, the B and B podcast, which was sort of the the original genesis of where I wanted to have you on to talk about because you know that's sort of what this show is about podcasting, obviously, and workflows and all that kind of stuff. But um, I went back and listened to episode one. I don't know if do you are you like me? Like I don't listen to my own podcast. I'll listen to them occasionally just to make sure your levels and whatever. But then my wife will listen to them and she'll tell me some of them. She doesn't listen to, them, <laughs> but some of them and and say. Why are you talking like this? Or you should do this or that. But uh, do you ever listen to your own podcast? I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, like you, I, I check levels and things like that. But yeah. I was like, I was there when I recorded it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I already know what, what was said. And I actually, I don't know if you're like me in this way. I have to tell, like, I'll come home from work or whatever, and my wife will have a podcast playing on her iPad or on the on AirPlay or whatever, and I'll, I'll just go shut it off because I, I just can't. <laughs> Especially, I think in our own house, it feels, somehow it feels vain or. I don't know what, but um, to have my own voice being blasted throughout the speakers and stuff. And uh-huh. anyways, I can I can imagine. Yeah. So, but anyways, <laughs> I'm just uh, digressing on uh, thinking about our house blasting with my voice. The um, back to episode one of the B and B podcast. So, presumably you haven't listened to it. It's not like you've you know every six months you go back and listen to episode one just for nostalgia. Uh, the, uh, the interesting thing in there, I, I sort of pulled out a couple of quotes. So it's not like I was obsessively listening to it and researching for this, uh, this chat, but one of the things you did say was, uh, I like pictures, but I'm not an amateur photographer, so I don't have a lot of pictures. And it was kind of like the gen- the beginning of, I think just before maybe you started down this path of, again, right before your kid was born. So of taking a lot of pictures, you, uh, even on your iPhone, you had mentioned something about how you didn't, you don't take a lot of pictures on your iPhone. You just use it as a phone. It's just interesting going back because, like, it was 2011, like you said, when you guys started that show, uh, end of February. Yeah, it's been two years since I said that. Yeah, and a lot of interesting things happened. Obviously, since then, it was the beginning of. Uh, this is <laughs> sort of sound like this is your life, Sean. Uh, <laughs> the Lion Beta had just been released. I think Ben was a part of it. You weren't, maybe, and that and. MacBook Airs were out, and you guys were debating 128 gig versus 256 gigs uh, SSD storage. And like you said, the app, it actually was recorded just as you had gone announced that you were going to go going full time. I think just as you started your membership drive. So, um, 
yeah, interesting, interesting times. Was the was the podcast itself sort of part of your membership idea, or was it just kind of an auxiliary thing that happened to sort of all happen at the same time? It just so happened to happen at the same time. I had um, I hadn't told anybody that I was going to take my website full time, other than you know some close friends and family. Um, you know, talking it through, make sure they didn't think I was completely off my rocker. <laughs> and then out of the blue, Ben Brooks reaches out to me and he, his website, the Brooks review was relatively new at the time. And I had been a reader and, you know, he and I had kind of, uh, I think we followed each other on Twitter and me and maybe emailed a few times. And, uh, I, I think I might've linked to some of his stuff. And so he was kind of up and coming in the, you know, kind of like the tech blog scene, whatever. And so I was thinking, okay, I'm going to, take my website full time. So it's kind of was in this swirl where I'm, I'm thinking about quitting my job, doing my website and things like that. And I get an email from him. And he goes, Hey, I was thinking of starting a podcast. Do you want to co-host it with me? And I was just like, this, that sounds perfect. You know, it's, it, it'd be the, um, you know, yeah. I mean, what else am I going to do with my time? Right. I'm going to be a, <laughs> I'm going to be a blogger who works from home. Right. Like that was, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I had a completely great, but I was like, yeah, I need, I might need something with my time and yeah, full, a full-time podcast sounds like a great idea. So, uh, so I said yes. And that was, yeah. so we did, I think not quite a hundred shows, like 96 or something like that. Right. Uh, over the course of two years. And it was a lot of fun. Ben's a, Ben is a riot. He's a, he's a quality guy. Yeah. 92 episodes is what I had as that you had done. And, uh, which, and basically did end on basically almost two years later. It was when you did the last episode, just a couple of weeks ago here and, uh, well, yeah, back in February. Um, what what methods did you use? Uh, did your workflow as far as recording the show change over the the two years? As or would it remain more or less the same? And and uh, just it it did change that. a little bit. Um, Some of the tools you used I'm, and stuff. Ben was mostly in charge of the recording stuff, and so basically what we would do is when um, and this is this is relatively common when when you're recording a show is uh, is you have everybody record their own version of the audio. Uh, especially cause you know, most podcast people are doing, you know, you're on Skype and you never know a lot of times you get those Skype, those audio artifacts to kind of work in, or you just, you know, Skypeify the conversation, it gets all messy or the, the call gets dropped or whatever. And so if you're recording your audio locally on your own machine, the, if Skype acts funny, that doesn't make it into the audio, obviously, because you know, your, your computer, you're recording it and you're not recording what is on Skype. And, and so everyone can be having their conversation and listening to one another through Skype, but then recording it locally. So that's what Ben and I did, uh, for quite a while. And then I would, you know, send him my version of the audio. And then, um, I think he used GarageBand for a while and then started using sound studio and basically, you know, line up the tracks and kind of level everything out and then export it and, and whatnot. Um, I think the reason he did that was because he had like a newer, his Mac was newer at the time. I was still on my old, uh, 15 inch power book from, you know, it was like a 2008 model. Um, and he had one of the, you know, like the core two duo MacBook airs or something like that. Like, so his, his machine was better. So he got, yeah. Yeah. I volunteered him to, to <laughs> fiddle with the audio and then, um, and then he would send it back to me and then I was in charge of uploading it to our, uh, you know, the BNB podcast.com. We had our own website for a long time. Cause we were actually, uh, we were kind of an indie podcast before we moved over to Five by Five, and then even when we went to Five by Five, we still um, did our own show. And then we were just able to use, uh, you know, we were part of the Five by Five network, but weren't really governed at all by Dan Benjamin and you know his 
You know, we didn't use his staff. You know, he's got some ed- in-house editors and stuff. Though, uh, though, Jory did do the artwork for us, and he did a really good job. Yeah, know, kind of keeping sort of the feel of the logo. I mean, I was kind of a little bit sad to give up the five by five our or our original B and B podcast logo to the five by five style. Um, as a you know, I have a, a history as a marketing director, so I kind of understand the need for the co- the cohesiveness and the branding and the similarity, and you kind of have that instantly recognizable five by five brand no matter what artwork you're looking at for which show. Uh, so I was you know, happy to oblige, but I, uh, I was the one that designed the original B&B podcast logo. And it kind of harkened back to the original name for the show is from this restaurant in my hometown, Castle Rock, Colorado. It's called the B&B Cafe. And uh, like you know, years and years ago, like 80 years ago, the, the local sheriff was shot there. There was like a gunfight, you know, back when people walked around with revolvers, you know, so – uh, a lot of history there. My grandfather used to go there every morning for breakfast. Um, and so the, our original logo kind of, there was some similarities to the signage from the cafe on the street and things like that. So, uh, anyways, that's, that's probably more information than you want. To know. <laughs> no, that's good. That's, uh, that's perfect. And that, that brings me actually into the discussion I wanted to have. Uh, and, uh, there's been a bit of talk, um, lately with, well, with Mike Hurley, uh, friend of this show. And I know buddy of yours internet buddy mm-hmm. or whatever uh yeah. his his network of 70 decibels.com recently being whatever it's called acquired or moving in together with five by five i don't know what the official terminology it is but um and it's interesting because i talked to mike i'd interviewed him for this show i think it was episode three if you're looking for it um shortly before this was all happening obviously he was aware of it he didn't let me in on it. when we ended the show he just said you're gonna want to talk to me in a little while you'll know when it is and that's all he said to me. So I was kind of watching for every so often I'd bug him when he, you know, announced that he went and played a video game or something. I said, Mike, is this what I'm supposed to talk about? But anyways, is that video game? Was yeah. that it? Was that it, Mike? Is it, you went to the bathroom. Is that what I was? Uh, anyways. Um, but yeah, he obviously was the move to five by five. And so, which prompted as everything that happens in nerd world, when somebody does something, has an opinion, there's sort of the ripples out of people giving feedback and thoughts and, you know, there's folks like Mark Armand who is saying, no, I want to keep independent. People are asking why I'm not on 5 by 5 And I don't want to get into all the details of all that stuff. You can, I'll put some links and stuff in the show notes so you can go read up. But suffice to say, you guys obviously made the choice to go join a bigger network. And uh, maybe just talk a bit about, I don't know if that was a hard decision or something you guys debated much at the time. Or it's just kind of like, sure, let's do it. What was I think it? when we when we moved over to 5 by 5 it was, I can't remember exactly the date, Um but it was it was kind of a no brainer for us. I think it was towards the beginning of 2012, um, and there was some other people who had done like David Sparks with the uh, Mac Power Users podcast. They had kind of joined, brought it over, joined Five by Five. Just a lot of our friends were on the Five by Five network, and it just was like, you know, this is really cool. This would be a great way to um, expand our reach. You know, hopefully reach a broader audience and be able to take advantage of the amazing infrastructure like the Five by Five. Um, website. I don't. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but it was. It was all coded by Dan Benjamin. Like mm-hmm. he's he's a Rails engineer programmer, and he really knows his chops. So, it's it's you know that's why one of the reasons he's such a great host for all these nerdy shows is because he has obviously he's got great voice for radio. He's he's a great host, but he also really knows about a lot of this stuff in the background. And so the whole five by five website, like he custom built it. And it is like it is a podcaster's dream come true in terms of the back end, like a lot of automation, a lot of just everything is it's just fantastic. And so that was something we were like, we were almost like clamoring to get at that. 
um, just as much as the as the reach of the five by five network as well and the the um, increased visibility. So we were really happy to be able to move over, and then you know five by five took care of our hosting costs and things like that. And then um, whenever the so we got used to all of that for free, and then sponsorship wise, we were still on our own for finding sponsors and things like that. And then um, you know when we did book sponsors, we'd give a little bit of that uh, kickback to Dan, just out of mostly out of the goodness of our own hearts. Um, and, and he, I think he required it too, but whatever. <laughs> dictator Dan, no. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that was kind of the, that was kind of the move for us was mm-hmm. it, it, it felt like, okay, yeah, we would be losing a little bit of our independence. Um, but there wasn't like the show wasn't going to be governed at all. Uh, and then, um, you know, we get access to the the website and all the back end and the server and the infrastructure in that regard. And then, you know, uh, higher visibility, it's the five by five network is huge. And so we were able to gain a lot of new listeners that way. And then doing the live broadcasts was a blast. And um, I don't know I don't know if this is true for other shows, but for us, like the majority of our listenership, um, a lot of people would sh- tune in for the live show and, you know, really active in the chat rooms and then on Twitter while we were recording. So in a way, you're kind of having like just this public, you know, we were it was, you know, like live radio in a way. And people could, quote unquote, call in during the show. And that was a lot of fun. So, um, so the, you know, there's a lot, a lot of advantages to moving over. Yeah, I think that's the. Well, there's a bunch of points in there that are interesting, and and uh, I know I have a somewhere. There's an email back and forth, anyways, with Dan here, where I'm hoping to get him on here sometime. And I, I know he's done chats about the back end in various degrees, but it's been a while, and so hopefully he can come on and talk about that a bit as much as he wants to give us a peek behind the curtain, so to speak. But um. But yeah, I think the live thing is is something that's an interesting discussion for a lot of podcasters that um, maybe they're either afraid of. I know when I was chatting with Mike, he was kind of not that he was afraid of doing it, but just you know nervous about doing it live, being distracted by the chat room or whatever technologies you build in that way, and uh, and then you know flubbing up or something too. Obviously, is part of that uh, <laughs> when people are listening. But like you I said, never uh, I never logged into the chat rooms during our live broadcasts because I couldn't. I, I I couldn't do one or the other. If I was reading the chat room, Ben would ask me something. I'd be like, "Huh? Oh, yeah. oh say that again." Yeah, I, I can't. It, I can't walk and chew bubble gum at the same time. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I agree, and it's definitely, uh, especially when there's something. I don't know. How, like that, that's again goes back to it. Uh, not that this is a hey Dan, so great podcast, but he does have a talent and a knack for that um, ability to watch something presumably and i mean now he has producers that help and stuff with some of that but but it does i think the bigger aspect or the interesting angle to me is the the community that it does develop around your show that just can't galvanize around a single event because you know i say for this show i release it people like it and they listen to it but there isn't a community of people all gathering together virtually or otherwise to sort of celebrate that it's being it's happening you know right and there's not a group conversation you know happening in real time around the the topics that you're discussing on your show it's it's in a way it's a monologue to the to the listeners mm-hmm. uh individually and that was one of the things i i really did like about the live show was um and a lot of the the podcasts that i listen to on the five by five network almost all of them if i do listen to them it's usually during the live show while they're live recording it. I very rarely listen to shows in my podcatcher. Uh, I use Instacast on my phone and I very rarely listen to shows in that. Um, and I just, I'm not a podcast guy. I don't listen to shows that much. Um, and so 
that's one of the reasons I like the life stuff is it in a way it sort of feels like you're joining in and you're going, it's like you're going to a concert, you're going to a town hall meeting or whatever it may be. And there's that kind of community aspect. Um, and I think that that's something, this is kind of a, a bunny trail, but you know, whatever is yeah. the philosophy of podcasting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I think that this is something that I've actually been considering myself. I do my daily show, Sean today, I do that every day. And it's mostly a monologue from me to the members. And you know, I get email feedback a lot from from people, but then that's just then there's just the one way communication there. And I've been thinking, how can I turn this more into a group conversation? I've got all these members, and obviously there's uh, there is some sort of a common ground amongst all these people. And it's not just that they're they're supporters of my work, but it's that they are also interested in this nerdy Apple stuff and 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 the art stuff and the design things and and whatnot. And so there's a lot of topics that that all these people are interested in. I'm like, how can we facilitate some sort of a group uh, group conversation in a way that's not a burden to the members that, but it that would be interesting and intriguing and um, you know beyond just me dialoguing. And then uh, so far the extent has been I do uh, usually once or twice a month I'll do an Ask Sean Today show where you know people send in questions about stuff and then I read the questions off and I answer them on the show. Um, and that's kind of the closest we're getting to like group collaboration with the podcast that I do. And, um, I'm, I'm thinking, how can it be, how can that, that be facilitated in a different way? That's, that's better. I don't know the answer. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, you hit it on the head cause it's, you're, you're at that, um, almost like a tension in terms of your audience, your community that you have built around your site, um, that they want to do more with you for you whatever that might may be and uh and yeah how to facilitate that best and and i think in your case it would be interesting to do a even if it was once a week you did a live sean today thing where it was and it i guess the the burden for you in that case is it goes a little longer there's more work involved and we'll cut we'll touch on uh your workflow on for your solo um membership show in a minute but um one thing i wanted just to ask you about too is the there wasn't much discussion that i heard on the the final episode of of the BNB show, um, and other, other than a a joke by Ben is that it was you had to kill it because of your bad jokes <laughs> on the show. But um, aside, and there was a, a really funny for anybody who hasn't listened, you know, obviously I suggest listening to a few episodes and stuff. But uh, the final episode ends with a poem by Pat, your buddy Pat, and uh, and I won't spoil that. But it, and then. Um, and then it just kind of ends. And so, um, was there bigger reasonings behind ending it, or or what? What was the decision to end the show? Yeah, it wasn't anything you know, anything interesting or juicy at all. We were mostly just, um, you know, we just kind of felt like t- moving on to something else, uh, freeing up some time. We were having, uh, you know, scheduling. Ben's Ben's got a, a normal nine to five job, and we were having trouble with the consistency of being able to record on Thursday afternoons. Was was getting a little bit more and more difficult for us. Um, you know, finding sponsorships is a lot of work was, you know, kind of burning us out, um, uh, looking for sponsors and then just kind of would felt like, you know, I, I felt like the show had run its course and, um, we had kind of pivoted the show about six months prior to, to ending it. We kind of went from our sort of, uh, conversational, uh, usually 45 minutes to an hour long show. And we sort of switched it and we started doing uh, a little bit more focused, a little more intentional conversation around. We basically had four different formats for the show. We did like a Q&A 
on one episode, we would do like tips and tricks for something. We did, um, uh, we tried to do an interview once a month and then also kind of then like our free for all was one of the other things. And so we kind of rotated through these different formats, uh, a different one each week, tried to keep our shows to 30 minutes at the longest. And so tr- try to give that a shot and it didn't really, um, it was a lot of fun. It was a nice change of pace, but it didn't, um, you know, spark much of a growth in listenership or anything like that. So we just kind of felt like, you know, the, the show's run its course and had a, had a good, good long run and, you know, called a, called a show. So we did. Yeah. What, what, uh, you don't have to talk about numbers, I guess, but in, in general, what aspect of the quantity of listenership pays in, plays into your enjoyment of podcasting? And, uh, you know, um, cause I think that's a, dis- that's a thought that a lot of podcast people who get into podcasting sort of think about is, and it's, I mean, totally natural. I don't think it's totally ego driven or anything. It's just, you're doing a thing where you're putting out something and you can see generally, you know, using tools like Libsyn and, and or in your case with five by five, presumably see stats and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, going back to what you did with episode one, where, you know, you had, obviously you both had a bit of an audience to begin with coming into the show, but I would guess that the audience wasn't as big as it was later on. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so just, you know, that without obsessing over stats, but at the same time, it does kind of help gauge, like you said, with uh, the uh, the style of the show that you sort of changed to, didn't seem to grow listenership and things like that. Um, how did that play into your enjoyment or lack thereof of the podcast, doing the podcast? You know, I think that if you, at least for me, pretty much if you got more than two listeners, like two listeners or a hundred thousand listeners, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's kind of like, there's, there's no, obviously there's difference there, but that there's not a lot. Like if you're, you're creating something that is, you know, it kind of creative in nature, um, in, in a way it's art, uh, but it's also, it's, it's helpful, you know, and of course you're doing a podcast. Like if Ben and I just wanted to talk, we just called each other on the phone and had a little conversation. Um, so obviously like we're, we're recording this show for the purpose of it being heard. Um, and yeah, I think that, yeah, when you have more people, you feel a little bit more, there's a little bit more excitement to it. Um, something John, John Gruber recently said he was on a interview show with, uh, Glenn Fleischman on the D- new disruptors. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about the early days of Daring Fireball. And he says, you know, one of the hardest things to do as a public speaker is, is talk to an empty room. It's, it's far easier to talk to a crowded room. And so I think there is, you know, definitely there's, there's obviously some truth to that in terms of as a podcaster and, and as a writer, what kind of everything you do that you're, you're putting out there on the internet for an audience, the more people you have, there is a little bit more energy that goes behind it. You feel a little bit more um, excitement. Uh, but at the same day, like the, the care and the, the, I don't know, just the, what I put into it, um, I don't think I put anything more into a show that has a hundred thousand listeners than I would into a show that had two listeners. It's, if you're putting it out there for people to listen to and, and you're putting your name on it, you're saying this, you know, here, I created this, here you go. And, uh, there's kind of a, the. I don't know, like an internal like integrity as an artist that says, you know, like if you're doing, if you're trying to do better work for a hundred thousand people, but if it's, there's two people, it's kind of sloppy. Like then, you know, in a way that kind of like questions like your, your true motives for why are you doing it? Are you just trying to be famous? Are you really trying to just make something and you hope people are going to listen to it? Um, I, I, 
that, does that even make sense? No, that's uh, yeah, that makes sense. And I think uh, maybe I'm having deja vu just because I've been having lots of discussions with podcasters about this kind of stuff. But I feel like we had a similar discussion now on well, last time I interviewed you just about blogging and and in general as well. And it's not that dissimilar uh, uh, topic. And I think uh, somebody out there smarter than I has written something to the effect of. Uh, please email me if I. I'll give credit someday, somehow properly if there is out there, but to the fact of write as if, you know, 100,000 people are going to read it or five people and, and don't, because especially on the internet, someone, you never know who might pick up your the thing you're writing or in this case a podcast you're putting out and uh, pick it up and run with it and all of a sudden that thing that you maybe didn't put a lot of effort into because only your mom and two other people were listening to is being heard around the world and and uh, on a very small scale I can identify, just to go a little bit meta I guess with this show is the first few episodes, I was kind of just like, you know, testing the waters and not sure how this is going to all play out and had some frustrations with scheduling and my own issues and, and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden now there's people sort of uh, virtually anyway, sort of lining up to be on the show, which is awesome, obviously. And I'm really excited about that. And, uh, but now I'm kind of thinking, okay, what did I do in those first couple episodes? Do I need to go back and revisit those or, you know, and I won't obviously, that's just move forward. But but um, but yeah, like you said, I think that's that's great advice for anybody who's starting out with a podcast. Yeah. I think too that when you're when you're um, when you're talking to within your mind when there's a lot of people listening, there there are some things that you do a little bit different, um, you know, just by nature. And you, I don't think that you could could mm-hmm. really quantify them. There's just a little bit of a difference there, right? Um, you your your posture is a little bit better, whatever it may be, right? Yeah. You <laughs> you straighten your tie, and and. Uh, I think for me, when I, you know, kind of taking podcasting and trying to relate it over to writing, when I first started writing my website, uh, you know, years ago, back in, you know, it's 2006 or 2007, I think, or maybe 2005, I can't even remember. And those early days where I had like, you know, 50 people were reading, you know, I had the RSS feed and I was checking the stats and it's like, you know, 45 people, no, 50, 60, 75 people, right? And, and, and in my mind, I was, I was okay, I know that 75 people, 80 people maybe are reading this, but I'm going to write as if 500 people are reading it. Because for me, that was like a tangible number. I'm like, I can imagine that this site could reach 500. And, and so I kind of wrote as if I had an audience of 500. And I don't even know if that there's anything quantifiable there, but, but I, that was just the number in my head. For, I'm writing for 500 people. And then when I got to 500 subscribers, you know, one day I was like, whoa, you know, I actually here. And so that was like a, a realistic number that I could envision actually happening. And so I'm, like, I'm going to write like, like I'm writing for a thousand people. And, and so I kind of did. And I don't know if anything actually changed, but just in my mind, I was going like, this is sort of the audience that I'm reaching for. This is my next goal in terms of, of reach for audience. And, um, and I can imagine some sort of a thing like that with podcasting where you check the stats and you go, okay, guy. You know, 500 people downloaded the last episode. You know, I'm going to see this next episode. I'm going to make it for a thousand people. I want a thousand people to listen to this. And uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe a little bit more polish goes into the show. Maybe you're a little bit more organized, or I, you know, I, I don't know. But there's um, there's something about that where you're you're kind of you're you're reaching to to ever improve your craft, ever um, you know, reach out to more people, build a bigger audience, and and connect with people. Right? It's it's not. Because you know, Chris, you know, you know, like it's not about us when we're doing these shows. It's not about, uh, yeah. I mean, ironically, like 
my, my, my example, I do the Sean today show, but it's not about Sean Blanc. Like it, I'm trying to share, I'm trying to uh, help enrich and, and connect with people. Um, and it's called Sean today. Cause I couldn't think of a better title, not because it's all about me. <laughs> and, you know, and Chris, I'm sure yeah. that you would agree. Like when you do your, your shows, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not the Chris show. It's you're trying to, to connect with your listeners and, and, and hopefully enrich their lives and, and make things a little bit better for them in some way, bring some entertainment, bring some value, impart some knowledge or some wisdom, uh, you know, and, or bring on guests that can, that can do that as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's totally. And it's, uh, you know, getting that, um, I think there's a little bit of a, you mentioned being, you know, the art of writing your blog post or art of, of putting out a podcast and, and, and all of us who do anything like this, where you're putting out, <clears throat> excuse me, putting out something on the web. And then obviously these days we could get into a whole discussion about how easy it has gotten to <laughs> just, uh, throw up on the web, so to speak. But, but, um, who do appreciate, take the time to, you know, at least craft what you're doing and thinking through it and not just, uh, the sort of verbal diarrhea that you can do with something like a Twitter or whatever account. But, um, but yeah, getting that, that feedback, uh, a comment, some from some random stranger who says, love this episode. I'm going to subscribe. And that's what, that's what I was relating to this last week of, you know, um, one of the shows, whichever one it was, um, obviously hit a nerve with some group of people out there and all of a sudden started getting comments from folks and saying, love the show. We're going to subscribe now. Looking forward to future episodes. And then that I think on its own, just kind of gives you a bit of a tweak, like like you're saying, like okay, now I I really know there's people listening. Before it was kind of like, you know, people could be downloading it and just it sits in their podcast cat, podcast catcher or whatever, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe my mom subscribed thirty times just to make me feel good or whatever. <laughs> and if you don't get any, and it's not about getting all those little favorites and the retweets and the whatevers, because those are kind of fleeting. But someone actually leaving a comment or a, yeah, sending an email or whatever to say, Hey man, love, love this thing. Going to keep reading, listening, whatever, watching more of it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's super encouraging. It really is. Yeah. So, um, before we get, I want to talk a bit about, uh, going back from philosophy down to, down to earth (laughs) of actual workflow podcast. We're going to talk about your, uh, uh, workflow, just recording your, your Sean today show, uh, cause it's quite unique, I think in terms of what traditional podcasters maybe are, are aware of if is even possible. Cause I, I remember I read through your, your post. Um, but before I do that, I just want to, on that note of what we we're just talking about, let people know, uh, if you visit sskTn.com slash contact and maybe you're a podcaster and you'd love to come on this show, talk about the thing you do, the workflow you have, or you have some, you think me and Sean are just kind of off our rails and there's a whole nother angle of podcasting we're missing. Uh, I'd love to hear from you and we can set up a time and you can come on the show. It's not, uh, I'm not looking for just brand new or sorry, I'm, I'm okay with having brand, brand new podcasters on as much as more experienced folks like Sean and, uh, Mike Hurley and, and some of the folks we've had on. Um, for me, it's just a matter of the easy targets, so to speak, to try and get on are the people I'm aware of in my sphere. But I've already had a few different guests on who I had no idea about their podcast before they came on and, We've had great discussions about podcasting and, and learned lots of new stuff. So um, just thought I'd put that call out there because that's something I didn't do in the previous five episodes. Okay. You got to start sometime. Exactly. Hopefully I'll get to 92 and then by then it'll be like easy peasy. <laughs> right. Um, so the workflow for your Sean today, um, I just actually, you know, I this sounds maybe like a backhand compliment, but I, I had been meaning to subscribe for 
months, I think. And then I saw your membership drive just this year, and you were gonna you're flipping it from three dollars a month to four dollars a month. I thought, oh, I should subscribe and get on there before it changes over, and didn't. And then finally, when we were scheduling this, I was like, okay, now I really have to. <laughs> not just it's not I can actually use that as a write off, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, to, for research to actually listen to your show because. I need to just in order to talk about it. And so anyways, the backhand compliment part is that I was really surprised and, and enjoyed the show and not be, not that I had like such low expectations because I know you do quality stuff in your blog, but, um, and this is, sorry, I'm going back to philosophy again, but uh, <laughs> the, the idea of a solo show was I've tried to do that myself and I've failed. And this speaks, I guess, more to my <laughs> abilities with it or whatever, but it it seemed like an interesting thing. I thought, well, I'm getting all that I want of Sean, so to speak, from his website. Why would I listen to something else where he's just going to talk to me? Um, but yeah, I've, uh, the 10 episodes or so that I've quickly listened to in the last week here, I've really enjoyed. And, and uh, maybe just talk to folks besides, I guess, the the aspect of it being a perk of membership, which I think is you know probably obvious to folks. That's part of the reason why you're doing it. But why might folks consider doing that as part of their thing their platform their whatever the creative thing they're doing so why would other podcasters want to do a solo show yeah yeah um you know because you're you're too lazy to find guests <laughs> that's that's a huge one. <laughs> honestly yeah um i did the <laughs> for me this the solo show well i my original idea it just kind of i don't know it kind of popped out of nowhere but my original idea for the membership perk was i was going to do a newsletter and it was going to be like the member's journal and it was going to be like once a week or so. And it was going to have a few links of things that I found that that, that didn't quite make it onto the site. Uh, you know, it was like the cut list or whatever. And then, uh, you know, maybe an article or something like that or whatever. It kind of it was going to be behind the scenes stuff. And, um, you know, I kind of ran that idea by by a few people. And they're like, really, you're going to do email? Uh, yeah, there's got to be something better than that. And, I, and so I was like, well, you know, maybe instead of doing email, I'll, I'll I'll try a podcast, you know, I'll, I'll talk. And then, um, I got some great business advice from, from Daniel Jalkett, who, you know, runs, uh, Mars edit. And he, he was like, why would you want to take your, your premier, uh, form of media for your site, which is writing, and then put any part of it behind a paywall. Mm -hmm. And he goes, because then what happens if you're, you know, you write something that's really, really great that, that people want to share or whatnot, but it, it was in the newsletter. What, you know, what do they do then? And so that's kind of where it got me thinking. I was like, well, I like the behind the scenes stuff. I like the personal connect stuff, but can I, can I have that same goal, but in a medium other than writing? And so, okay, well, podcasting, right? Maybe we'll do something audio. And so that's kind of how Sean today was born was the, the concept of, of the, the personal stuff, the behind the scenes stuff, the, um, you know, like the director's commentary is kind of what I've called it for a long time of like the, you get to hear what I'm working on before I publish it, or you get to hear kind of what I thought about something after I published it. So people that read the site that are really interested in, in the writing that I'm going to do, there's a lot of added value that comes with the, the audio commentary track in the background, the, the Shauna Day podcast. Um, and so that's kind of how it, it came about was going, you know, the, the people that sign up for membership, they are obviously like the truest of the true fans for the site. And these are like my best readers. And if I was really connected to someone's site so much so that I was willing to give them money, like 
like what would be something that I would really be happy to be able to take part of um, in terms of a way to connect with them even more or get even more value and more content from that site. Um, and so that's kind of how I felt the, the podcast would, would serve that goal the best. And the format of it just being a single show, it's, it's really short. There's, I don't do any editing. There's no intro music. There's no outro music. It's literally like, a, you know, it's me talking for five minutes. I hit save. I upload it. Um, that makes it sustainable for me to do. It's a really easy workflow. And I think, you know, Chris, if you're going to listen to your show every single day, um, after a while, like that intro music, you get, you want to fast forward through it. So some of that stuff, um, you know, having it be a little bit more raw, I, I think it's not only a advantage for me, but it's, it's a little less annoying for the listeners as well. So for someone that, so go, going back to the original question, why would somebody want to do their own solo show? I think that if there is, um, Basically, you can find a, a value to doing a solo show that you're basically monologuing to the listeners. There's no dialogue. There's no conversation for people to listen in on. It's you talking, you know, which so far has been the bulk of this show is me talking. But um, I, I, whatever. It's what I do best, apparently. Yeah. So the, if someone would want to do that, like if you can find like a true value added to, to doing your own show where you're not having any guests and you have something to contribute – then go for it. And I think that a lot of times the solo show favors the shorter uh, time frame. So a solo show that's 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes and kind of laser focus on a particular topic, hopefully, then that's going to be a little bit more helpful. You're, you're, you're giving some value to something um, as opposed to a lot of these conversational shows like this one where it's, it's going to be a little bit longer uh, because there's a lot of back and forth, there's dialogue and, and one thing leads to the next and, and the, you know, questions spur different answers and you get the bunny trails and all that stuff. And that's a conversation that someone wants to, you know, listen in on and, and can glean from when you're doing your own thing. It, it helps to try to be on topic, I think as much as possible, which I'm, you know, I'm like three or 400 episodes in and I'm still working on that. <laughs> and that's what I was going to ask you too, is it is that many episodes I haven't, I in Instacast, I wasn't looking. I'm going to scroll through all of them, but to, to see that's what you're up to. There's quite a few. There's got to yeah. be, it's, it's got to be 300 plus. I don't know. So do you promise it's uh, I, I don't remember in all the, the sort of stuff when I was signing up, but are you, cause it, you know, it is, it's a perk of being a member, right? But it's, and it's not a, is it a guaranteed, like I'm going to give you episodes every day kind of thing? Or do you more approach it? Like, sorry guys, I was busy today, but there'll be one tomorrow. What, what's sort of your just logistics of managing that? Yeah, I, my goal is five shows a week, Monday through Friday, um, and I probably it probably averages out to three shows a week um, at the end of the day. But you know, I don't know, like the last three weeks, I think I've done fourteen shows over the last three weeks, so I, I miss like one. Um, you know, because I obviously don't do the weekends, so it's you know sometimes I'm just not able to get to it, like Thursdays today. Um, I usually do the show first thing in the morning, but on Thursdays I have my son all morning long. So I don't, uh, my day doesn't even start until uh, a little bit after lunch. And then, you know, we had this show scheduled. So I still haven't even done the show for today yet. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to get to it after this. Sometimes I just, I'm just not able to get to it or I don't have a pressing topic that I want to talk on. And so sometimes if those two, you know, variables converge, then I just don't do a show that day. Um, and, and it's usually all right. And I've, I, I don't think anyone's complained that I'm not doing enough, uh, <laughs> podcasts. I, 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 but you know, the crazy thing is I hear from, from members all the time. They're like, I've listened to every single episode. 
that just blows my mind. Yeah, that, that's that goes back to what I was saying. That awesome kind of feedback you get from folks because sometimes you do, it does kind of feel like well, not I know at this point you you realize you're not speaking into a vacuum. You know, there's folks listening, but at the same time, they could just be listening and not if it doesn't affect them in some way, right? It doesn't motivate them to do something, to give you a response, to hate it, love it. You know, it, it if you're just kind of in the medium, in the middle there somewhere, then it, it kind of feel, can feel like anyways, why am I doing this? And so that's awesome. I think, um, okay, so getting, I keep we keep uh, going up in the sky and let's go back to the technical here for a bit because I know that's part of the reason why folks tune into this show. Um, so talk me through, I don't know where to begin, I guess, with the workflow. I guess you have the idea, you're, you're sitting down, you got your coffee there and what do you hit record on and where does it go? <laughs> and before, sorry, be, while you're, mentally preparing although i'm sure you have it well worked out in your head there is a episode of uh just mentioned the, the mac power users that you were on recently over on five by five um with uh, uh david and, and katie and uh talking through you talked about your home max mac home server and then also went into this workflow as well so if you're whatever sean gives you today you want more of that I'll put a link in the show notes to to that episode over on 5 by 5 So anyways, back to what's your process? You hit record on what and where do you go? Yeah, um, I try to do the show usually first thing in the morning. Um, when, you know, in terms of my, my work day, when I first come into my, my office is downstairs. I have a home office here. Um, so I'm usually upstairs, you know, I get ready for the day, um, you know, hang out with my wife and my son for a little bit and make myself a cup of coffee, come downstairs, shut the door and, and kind of start my work day. Um, it's, you know, it's a little bit different every day, but anyways, um, so that's kind of the, the general thing. I come down, have my cup of coffee, and then I've got a running text list that I keep in notational velocity. And that's where I store, um, you know, ideas for shows, potential topics, future questions, um, that people, uh, have asked for, you know, future episode of ask Sean a day and things like that. Um, and so if I don't have something already on my mind that I'd like to talk about, I usually open that up, scroll through, see if there's anything that feels relevant, um, or that, you know, oh yeah, that sparks a, you know, sparks a flame. Oh, I'd like to talk about that. Can I just interrupt um, you for one second? Absolutely. With that list, cause I, this is what I've been trying to do using like NV Ultra or whatever to manage sort of a general dump of ideas for say for shows. I'm just curious what you manage, like, so you have your, let's say a list, bullet list of different topics, maybe different sections or whatever categories when you do something a show and this sounds really finicky but it stops my brain sometimes so i'm curious what you do when you actually do a show on a topic do you delete it or do you move it to like a (laughs) this is what i mean sounds finicky but do you move it to like a section down below it says stuff i've done i i did that for like a week moving stuff below and now i just delete it yeah um i have a you know, I tag a lot of my shows. I mean, I do so many shows. It's yeah. like, I don't know. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty good at tagging them. Uh, I put the description in there. So for me, you know, I have obviously like, I can go to the, to the reruns page. I can search, I can look for stuff. Um, so when I do want to go back for a, a past show and, and maybe, you know, just to see what I talked about, whatever, um, you know, I, but I, I hardly ever do that. And I think mm-hmm. now that I'm coming on, you know, three to 400 shows, whatever it may be, um, it would be great to start. I've been tagging them uh, for the past year or so. That, like the first half of them, none of them are tagged. So I, I'd, it'd be nice to go back, tag those, 
and then build some sort of tag collections and things like this and a little bit more stuff. Cause you know, Chris, like a, a new member like you, you come in to the fray and you go, Holy crap, there's like 400 <laughs> like archives here. Yeah. You know what am I going to do? Cause when members sign up, you get access to, to the whole uh, list of everything I've recorded to, to date. And that can be daunting. Um, you know, some people don't know, but in the beginning of 2012, a year ago, I did like a week long series on brewing coffee. I did this whole series of coffee videos. And so like that, that was really fun. Um, you know, come a month into it, like a lot of people didn't even know that they were there anymore as new members were, were signing up and stuff like that. And so I'm like, there's got to be a better way to, to kind of bring, because I've sort of got like recurring topics and a lot of it has to do around, uh, you know, email, productivity, focus, omni-focus, stuff like that. Uh, that kind of genre, I talk a lot about that, especially last summer, I got into a huge kick and did a lot of, uh, you know, productivity conversations and things like that. Um, so... So I'd, to, to answer your question, no, I don't uh, <laughs> keep keep my idea show notes um, around anywhere. Once I've recorded a show, then I delete delete it because otherwise it would just be a lot of, you know. Yeah. Then I'd have two lists. I'd have the list of what I wanted to talk about, and then I'd also have the list of the actual show itself where I actually did talk um, about that in that regard. And I'd rather just have, you know, what did I actually talk about? What actually ended up coming out of my mouth instead yeah. of what I thought about? saying and tag usually does when you're talking tag you're talking in your cm i i think you use wordpress right for for managing your your site both the your website itself and then the podcast or the yeah yeah i tag it within the yeah, cms tag, yeah. yeah okay sorry that <laughs> we got so far as to your list <laughs> so i sit down and uh i open up GarageBand. Uh, i've got a template saved in GarageBand for doing the show i hit record uh, i have a blue yeti microphone that i record into it's what i'm using right now um you know, and I just, I just kind of do the show and I've got my cup of coffee and that's kind of one of the, I don't know, like one of the character traits of the show is I'm, I've usually got the cup of coffee with me. I usually share, you know, I, this, this morning I brewed it with an AeroPress or I did the, the pour over or different, you know, I've got like six or seven different coffee contraptions upstairs. So I'm always using something different. And so I kind of share a little bit about the coffee and then I share about whatever the show's going to be. Sometimes it's, you know, something philosophical or it's, it's practical or it's sometimes it's personal. You know, I announced to the members that my wife and I were pregnant with number two, um, a, like a week or two before I announced it on my site. So it was sort of, um, you know, so I like to share some of the personal stuff here and there. Um, and then sometimes I'll answer questions or different things like that. Or if something in the news is happening, like when Google reader announced that it was shutting down and all this stuff, uh, just a lot of different, you know, all sorts of, it could be whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the beauty of the show. Um, and that's one thing that I really enjoy about it with, with writing. I'm, I'm very, I try to be very prudent in the topics that I write about, um, and somewhat reserved. And if there's something that's, you know, talked about a lot in, in the blogosphere, especially like my area of the blogosphere where it's, you know, Apple stuff, tech stuff, design stuff, that's, there's a lot of people in that space. And so I try to only write about the things that I feel like I can contribute um, and write something that is is really contributing to the conversation. Whereas on the show, I feel liberty to basically talk about if it, if I have anything to say or I, if I think it's worth bringing up at all, I'll bring it up even if I don't necessarily have something in addition to contribute. And that's one of the things I like about the show. There's um, it's very I don't know what the word would be. It's 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 freeing. It's 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 relaxed. It's enjoyable. There's no rules to it. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. I think a lot of people enjoy listening to it. I enjoy recording it. So hit record in GarageBand when I'm done. Um, I have this combination of uh, keyboard maestro macro, 
I have um, uh, Hazel rules, um, some Apple scripts, and some Python scripts that basically, after I'm done recording, I hit save and then I hit export. And then, you know, so I just couple keyboard shortcuts. And then basically the show gets exported out of GarageBand uh, and then gets dropped into a like Sean Today folder on my Mac. And then once it's in that folder, uh, I use Hazel. Hazel will rename the file to, you know, a, kind of a, it's the Sean Today show and then like the date and then kind of a random string of characters in case anyone happens across the Amazon folder and they try to start figuring out past shows, like every show is basically unique to, there's no pattern. So you wouldn't be able to, to just manually enter in URLs to try to get the other MP3 download links. If, if that someone ever tried to do that. Um, so whatever. So anyway, so this, you know, random string of numbers and then, uh, using Python scripts, I'm able to add the artwork and embed the artwork within the MP3. And then it, uh, auto uploads to my Amazon S3 server. Uh, once it's done uploading, it copies the URL for that MP3 file, opens up uh, Mars Edit with a new blog draft entry. Um, you know, marks the categories because uh, I basically have the same categories for every show. Uh, drops in kind of the necessary text for embedding the show um, audio file, and then leaves me with a blinking cursor to type in the title and a quick description of the show. Then I hit publish, um, which is awesome. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, cause I do it five days a week. So it yeah. saves me, you know, it saves me 10 minutes of the same task over and over and over. I just hit, you know, I just hit that export button and then, um, and then I actually will go into a, a text box and, and type out the description real quick while everything else is working in the background. And then when it's ready to go, then I just copy and paste that over. Um, and then this Mac power user thing that we were talking about earlier with my home media server. Um, I also have something set up on, I have that old, uh, 2008 power book that we were talking about, uh, at the beginning of the show, the one that, that I got to use as my excuse for not having to edit the audio on the BB podcast. I have the very similar Hazel rules and Python scripts installed on that. And when uh, I'm out and about, if I need to record a show, I have this other app on my phone. It's called Dropbox with a V. And it's an audio recording app. You can leave voice memos and then it, it puts them into Dropbox for you. And so I have Hazel watching that Dropbox folder. And when a new Dropbox voice memo gets put in there, it basically gives it the same treatment as my GarageBand podcast episodes that I do at home you know, renames it as artwork, et cetera, et cetera, uploads it. And then one extra thing, since I'm away from my computer, I'm on my phone or I'm on my iPad, you know, I'm out and about, I'm at a coffee shop or wherever. Um, so if I record a show away from my, my desk, that would be the use case scenario for this. Um, but I don't know when it's done uploading, right? Because it's, it's all at home on the Mac media server. Um, so actually what it will do then is it takes the public URL for that and it, it like appends it to a text file that I have on my computer that is that those text files are synced with Simple Note, so pens the URL to that text file, saves it into Simple Note, and then actually sends me a text message saying, "Okay, the the audio file has been uploaded, and that you can find the URL in Simple Note." So then I know that you know this is happening, which is awesome. Then I open up Simple Note. There's the URL. Copy and paste it. Go in um, to you know my WordPress. I use a, an app called Poster. And I can I can publish a Sean Day show from from there, which is you know kind of mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I'm uh, just mentally trying to catch my breath. And I've listened to I listened to the Mac Power users, so I already knew sort of what was coming. But I know for somebody else who's maybe listening, thinking, okay, I'm my brain sort of stopped when he said Hazel, <laughs> and I, I didn't hear anything else beyond that. So that's what I'm saying. I I'm not going to go into great detail here on this show because I think I'm pretty sure it, it was a couple weeks ago I listened to it, but it, pretty sure you went into fairly good detail on the Mac Power users, and I'm sure. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I have a I have a blog uh, post about yeah, this as well on, on awesome. my site about setting up the the, the Mac Media Server. Yeah, um, and some of the scripts that I use, I stole them from a friend of mine, Gabe Weatherhead, um, who's a like I don't know diddly squat about Python, um, but I was able to to do enough Google research and then bug some of my more tech savvy friends to to give me a hand to kind of you know piece this all together. So if it ever stops working, I'm like I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'll have to go back to you know emailing a CD-ROM over to the Amazon guys and ask them. Could you guys? I don't think you can email CD-ROMs. No, yeah, I don't. Drop I don't, it in the post. Can you even make CD-ROMs anywhere? I don't, hey, I just wanted to stop and thank our sponsor for this episode of Show Me Your Mic Sound Lounge by T-Bone. You can hear T-Bone in the intro and outro of this show. And if you're interested in getting T-Bone to voice something for you, maybe your own podcast intro, a vo- voiceover for a screencast, or commercial for radio or TV, be sure to check out T-Bone over at thesoundlounge.ca. Again, my thanks to T-Bone and Sound Lounge for sponsoring this episode of Show Me Your Mic. One thing I wanted to ask you about in that whole list of stuff that I find sort of interesting and that I haven't sort of delved into yet is Hazel, actually. Not, not that my brain actually literally did stop there, but that's what I wanted to come back to is um, uh, talk a bit about what Hazel is for folks who, aren't, who might not be familiar with it and what something like that can do. Or I don't know if that's the key, one of the key pieces in here that I think people might that's to me that what jumps out, but maybe there's a different one that is. Hazel of- is 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 great. Um, it's it's a really really easy. You install it on your system. It goes into your system preferences, and basically what you can do is you can tell Hazel, it, it watches your whole computer. You can tell it which folder to watch. It doesn't watch your whole computer all the time. You have to pick what what you want it to do, and you can say, okay, I want you to watch my. Uh, here's here's an example that I use. Is if I take a screenshot, a lot of times I'll, I'll take a screenshot of something, and um, usually when I take it, I, I want to use it right away. Uh, but if sometimes if you have more than one uh, icon on your your desktop, you take a screenshot of something, that screenshot shows up on your desktop. You're like, okay, where is it? Now you got to go over and look for it. You know, where is it? If your desktop is messy, like sometimes mine is, um, you know, talking about my Mac desktop. So what I do is I tell Hazel to watch my desktop. And I say, if a file ever shows up that has the word screenshot in it, because that's what Mac OS X uses when you take a screenshot, if it, it has the word screenshot in it and it's, uh, it's, it's been added to the desktop in the last five minutes, then make it purple. You know, make the text purple. Oh. And so then when I take a, a screenshot, it shows up on the desktop. It takes like one second. Hazel sees it, says, oh, here's a, here's a new screenshot. Boom, turns the text purple, and I, I can find it right away. And then I have a like a reverse rule that says if it says screenshot and it's been sitting on my desktop for longer than two hours, you know, go back to no color. And so then um, then all screenshots aren't always purple, just the ones that have just been put there recently so I can see it. I can use it real quick if I want to put it in an email or I'm going to upload it to Dropler or I want to – you know, paste it in a tweet or whatever it may be. And then I can, you know, delete it if I'm done with it or if I, I need to leave it there, I can leave it and it'll go back to regular color. So that's the kind of stuff that Hazel does. Um, you know, when you delete a file uh, or an, an application, I mean, you delete an application, Hazel can say, hey, I see you're deleting this application. 
do you want to delete all these other files that are in your library and your preferences and things like that that are associated with this application? You know, do you still want to keep these files around? Or do you still want to delete everything? And Hazel kind of let you zap the whole application basically. Um, so all sorts of stuff like that. You can just, I mean, you can just all sorts of really cool rules that just watch a folder. And if this certain criteria happens, um, you know, another example that I use is I do all my document scanning. And then uh, with a, a DocSeco, I scan those documents in, uh, you know, receipts and you know, medical bills or you know, the gas bill, whatever it may be, auto insurance stuff that still comes through paper snail mail. I scan those into my computer. I save them. I do the optical character recognition, save them to my computer, and then I have a folder called incoming document scans. And then Hazel's watching that folder. And then basically I set up a rule that says, all right, if one of these documents inside the document, it says the words gas bill, because Hazel can actually read the contents of a PDF. It says, if it says gas bill, then rename it to, you know, instead of scan 0012745.pdf, rename it to, you know, the gas bill for February and then move it to the gas bill folder for me. And if this says electric bill, rename it and move it. And then the, the cable bill and then, you know, medical bill or dental bill, whatever it may be. Um, and so then all I had to do on the weekends when I'm doing my, my paperless scanning and stuff like that, I just kind of, it's kind of mindless now. I just scan everything in, I save it. Hazel renames it, files it all away. I don't even have to think about it. And then I just shred everything. And uh, it's so nice. So that's the kind of stuff that Hazel can do. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, crazy powerful. And uh, and that's part of, I think, what's intimidating to folks. At least I know it is for me. It's just kind of like, it feels like a lot of work to set it up because you, you really need to think through. But I know for me, I look at something, uh, if you're a Mac user, you can do something simple right now, even with built in a built-in app called Automator that is you know, on your Mac that most people probably don't realize is there and, and just start a little bit with some automation stuff where anytime you're sort of doing something and you keep doing it over and over again, you, you sometimes don't stop to even think like, okay, could I be like making this a little bit simpler somehow? And that's kind of like what I, I love about um, your blog. And then also now on the Sean Today podcast is that you do touch on some of that stuff. And then obviously like a podcast like the Mac Power Users is a great place to get a whole bunch of nerdy stuff like that but um mm -hmm. but i think you yeah touched on even just a few ideas there for podcasters of ways to use it whether it's upload it to your whether you're using s3 or libsyn or whatever you're using have it just you know export from whatever audio thing you're doing and have it automatically throw it into another program and, and send it on its way kind of thing so just remove a few clicks especially if you're doing it like you said daily even weekly like it's only a 25 dollar app i think so and I think with Hazel, you slowly start to, if you can think of one or two use case scenarios for it, then you, like, you just use it for that and you start with that. And then you start to notice other things. Oh, I bet I could use Hazel to do this. Um, you know, like the paperless rules that I did and the uploading of my podcast stuff, that did take a little bit of while. But the the time that I've saved and like the mental energy that I've saved on the back end, it's it's just so worth it. It's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, there's a few other things I want to touch on, but I want to also be sensitive to time here, running about an hour. And uh, one thing that I ask folks uh, on previous shows is some of the just for some of the podcasts you do, you actually do listen to. And uh, uh, you mentioned earlier that you you don't listen to a lot of them, but if there's something that you like or 
something that needs to get highlighted that doesn't have enough <laughs> of an audience yet or whatever, a little off the radar kind of thing? Is there stuff, stuff that you sort of pay attention to that way? Um, I, I don't know. A lot of my, my quote unquote favorite shows are mostly just the usual, usual, sub, uh, usual suspects. Um, yeah, I listen to shows here and there back to work. Uh, I listen to, you know, I used to listen to build and analyze here and there. Um, you know, the talk show with John Gruber, um, uh, the pipeline used to be one of my favorite shows. It doesn't exist anymore really. Um, but Mike Curley has kind of taken that, the, the mantle of that show, um, with his new one called command space, mm-hmm. which is a really great show. Um, I'm also a big fan of a show called homework, uh, with, uh, uh friends, some friends of mine, Dave and Aaron. Um, I don't know. Those are just some of the ones that I listen to when I do listen to podcasts. They're, they're usually from, from that, those, those groups, but more, I'm kind of more like, um, you know, when I, I'm, I'm on Twitter, I'm on the internet and I'm, I'm looking around and, and a, a show kind of gets, you know, voted up or whatever. People start talking about it on Twitter or somewhere and they say, Oh, this was a really great episode or this episode touched on this certain topic. And if that's something that appeals to me, I'll basically kind of like star it in Instacast. And the next time I'm on a road trip is usually when I'll then listen to those shows um, I just don't listen to that many podcasts on a regular basis. So um, I don't have like a show that I follow. Mm-hmm. It's more like, um, you know, the people that I follow on Twitter and on app.net and just the blogs that I read. If a show comes across, it looks like a certain topic that I'm interested in. Then that's one of the ones that I'll, I'll listen to that one. And a lot of the the people, you know, kind of backtracking, we talked about all the, the, the some of the people that listen to Sean a day every single day. I think a lot of people, what they do is when, when a show comes up, if that's a topic that they're interested in, um, you know, recently I, I talked a lot about my migration from PayPal to Stripe as a payment processor and switching from three bucks a month to four bucks a month and, and a lot of these different things. Some of the plugins that I was using to set up Stripe to work with my site in a, in a way that PayPal wasn't beforehand. Um, and then some of the people that listen that are, are members to my site but don't listen to the show every day said, oh, you know, I was really interested. I'm thinking about doing something similar with Stripe. You know, they listened to it. Then I started getting emails. And, and so some of these people are like, I don't listen to your show all the time. But when I saw you talking about Stripe, I was really interested in that and wanted to find out more and because and, I'm, you know, similar boat and things like that. So uh, so that's kind of my my same approach. Yeah. And have you uh, come across a service called Half Duffer? I, I'm, I'm familiar with it. I've never actually used it, but, okay. but I, I'm familiar with it. Just when you said about starring, you know, coming across – the style of listening, I guess, that you're doing kind of tweak this in me because I, I do have the shows I subscribe to, but then there is, you know, that odd show where you're like, I just want to listen to that one episode and maybe I'll listen, I'll subscribe, but I just, I don't want to have to then unsubscribe if I don't like it or just want that one episode. Anyways, HuffDuffer.com is great for just sort of cherry picking episodes. It's kind of works like Instapaper if you're familiar with, well, I know you are, but if you, as a listener, you're familiar with that uh, for reading where you just, you're, you're on say back to work episodes 603 or whatever Merlin's up to, but, and you, um, you just want that one episode, you hit the little bookmarklet and you can tag it however you want, hit save. And then you subscribe to that RSS feed of your HuffDuffer account in your podcatcher. And so then those episodes are just gradually added to your, as you bookmark them, so to speak around the web on HuffDuffer, then they're just right there to listen to whenever you want. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of a neat way to test out podcasts. That's sort of what I do, I guess. Uh, like you, I don't have tons of time, especially as, with kids around these days, to listen to 
all sorts of episodes, but as a way to sort of test the waters or like for what I'm doing now with this show, research. It's a great way to grab a few episodes and, and check them out. So um, put a little plug in there for that service. It's a free Great, service. I, yeah. Sounds awesome. I, I, I should probably check it out. Yeah. There's, um, well, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you something about it after we're, we're done recording. Um, okay. The, uh, just remind me. Yes. One, <laughs> one thing I actually want to touch on. Do you have, I, I, we didn't set an end time. Do you have a, like say 10 more minutes? Are you good or what How are you doing? Uh, yeah. I mean, if I said no, that'd be awkward. <laughs> just kidding. I've got you. <laughs> nope, gotta go later. This is podcasting one on one with Chris. Put your guest on the spot so they can't say no. Uh, no, I was. I just something when you said Stripe there. I remembered in my notes here. I wanted to just quickly, if it, I don't know how quickly it'll be, but ask you about some of the tools you're using to manage your membership page within, like in, within WordPress. Um, plugins. Any tips there as far as if someone did want to do something like this with a membership system and maybe more focusing on the content, we won't worry about how they're, how you're doing the registration and Stripe so much, but you know, keeping the content hidden until someone's a member, that kind of idea. Yeah. I use, um, the, I basically use a membership plugin. There's not a lot out there that are really, really great. Um, and there's even less that work with Stripe. And, um, so the one I'm using is called paid memberships pro uh, it works with Stripe. It allows you basically to set up your own custom membership levels and things like that. Um, you can actually have content, uh, you know, like you could say, you could have like a free level membership. You could have a $1 a month, a $2 a month and $3 a month if you wanted. And then if someone's paying a buck a month, they get to see, you know, all the $1 a month tier of content. If someone's paying $2 a month, they get to see the $1 plus the $2 tier and or whatever. If you wanted to do that, you could. Um, for me, it's just, I just have, you're either a member or you're not. And, uh, so you get, I basically have, there's the Sean today page where, uh, kind of the, the shows are aggregated on there and then links to some of the, the podcast feeds that are all there. Uh, when, so when you sign up, you get access to that. And then I have, uh, like another thing, it's like the coffee, uh, it's like coffee guide or something. I can't coffee remember methods, what that is, but yeah. it's a coffee method. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, but all the recipes I have, like, you know, like I said, half a dozen or so different types of brewers in my house. And so different recipes for AeroPress and French press and siphon and some, I just recently got a pour over. So I've been trying some stuff with the the clever. I have a B60. I got the whatever. So that's on there. And then I I do have a a newsletter that goes out about once a quarter and that's the members journal we talked about earlier. I, I did end up kind of resurrecting it. Um, but it's not quite as frequent as my original idea. So anyways, so all that membership stuff, if you're a member uh, to the site, when you sign up through Stripe, you, you create a membership login, you enter in your payment details, that kind of goes through Stripe. Stripe verifies that, okay, yeah, you know, you, it, the charge was successful, your membership gets activated, now you're logged into the site, and then when you're logged in as a member, then you're able to view these pages, and then, um, then that's where the podcast is hosted, uh, is, you know, to kind of through this members only page that you can get to, that's where the, the coffee method section is, is you can now view this page with all the recipes and stuff like that. If you're not a member or if you're not logged in and you go to one of those pages, it basically just says, Hey, please sign up. Or if you're currently a member, just go ahead and log in and then you'll be able to, to get access to that. Um, so that's kind of the, the technical stuff. Yeah. Cool. That's just what I, I think folks might and be it's yeah it's 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 pretty basic i think there's a lot of you know it's a it's a membership plugin which is kind of the the basic idea 
yeah. that most membership plugins do. I was just happy to be able to find one that works with Stripe. And then I was able, what I also like is that I'm able to style it, theme it all entirely within my site. So it feels uh, completely native, uh, built right in. Uh, you know, I was able to style the the sign up forms and the the payment processing form and things like that. Um, you know, to look the way that I wanted, and it feels very integrated, uh, which is great. I love it. Very yeah. happy with it. Yeah, it looks like a need. I know, like you said, there's 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 a few out there, and you you know, before you go down the road of a membership plugin, it's just like I don't even want to start using it if it's not going to work out the way it should or whatever, and it can be a little overwhelming. But uh, yeah, so good to hear of a, of a recommendation. Just one thing I noticed on their page that's kind of neat is there's an ability to hide advertising from members, so you could wrap your you know, if you have an ad on your podcast page or, or whatever, you can wrap that in some PHP that they provide. And then that way, if they're a member, they don't see the ads. And, and maybe that's something you want to have, offer as a perk or maybe not. Because I know for you, like on SeanBlanc.net, anyways, the ads are, aren't obtrusive and they're kind of a, a nice actually little ad for really actual useful things, not just the usual sort of internet ad garbage. That there's, you see. Yeah, there's no punch, no punch the monkey ads. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's a really cool new iOS app, I guess. That's, yeah. It's called Punch the Monkey. <laughs> Anyways, that's a discussion for another podcast. Um, <laughs> where can folks, uh, we've, I mean, if they haven't figured out yet, I guess, yeah, this is what it's always, it's kind of the token way to end a podcast is where can folks find you after we've been talking about your website for the last hour? But besides SeanBlanc.net, uh, where else are you on the, where are your internet digits? I've got another website called Tools and Toys that I'm, oh, yeah. uh, I, I run along with a couple other guys, Chris and, and Steve our uh, contributors, Chris Gonzalez, Steve Hackett. And then uh, you find me on Twitter, Sean Blanc. I'm on app.net as Sean Blanc. And that's about it. Cool. All right. So well, my thanks to Sean for joining us on Sean today. No, <laughs> show me your mic. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I've been uh, deep into the research that I'm all I, all I see is Sean right now. Uh, be, be sure to visit SeanBlanc.net and visit his membership page to subscribe and listen to Sean today. I really recommend you do that both to subs- to support someone doing some awesome work in terms of the writing stuff, but then also the the interesting creative podcasting angle that he's he's doing. Thanks to you, the listeners, for listening to the Show Me Your Mic. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. Uh, if you want to hit up the contact page, sskTn.com slash contact. If you have any uh, questions for future guests that you'd like me to ask and or feedback for previous guests that maybe we can get answered for you, uh, I'd love to hear from you. So in the meantime, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Show Me Your Mic on the SSKTN Podcast Network. Follow along on Twitter at SSKTN or like us on Facebook.com slash SSKTN. Be sure to visit SSKTN.com for interviews with other podcasters, as well as learn about other shows we produce, such as Welcome to the Internet, Too Lazy to Blog, and Lost in Lemon. Lemon.